Yeah. So, you know, when, when you do go out and um, find out if there's any real estate people that would yeah. want to hire you. Um, well, first of all, I, I, there's a lot of work I need to do. Uh, okay. One being starting uploading a portfolio, all the videos I have uh, edited so far, put it out there and also come up with a PDF of all the services I will provide and also price them out. Um, that's, he showed me everything. Like I went deep with him, with his company. And I was like, insanely impressed with what he was doing because he how long has he been doing this for he's been in the game for three years but yep. he's only started doing this sort of full-time when the covid covid 19 hit right okay was he a salesman or something i don't know what he was doing but he, he works remote but i think yes interesting let's, okay. let's just say he's a salesman right so yeah. they cut his in, uh, his income by half so what his him and his girlfriend decided to do is they needed to save themselves yeah so because he started already had some skills in this field like he's been playing around uh with uh, videography and photography sure. like uh, similar to what i've been doing he just threw himself into it and started charging with confidence sure and i'm, I'm amazed like seeing how, how how much how much money he's bringing in with uh so I think, I think as well going. i think he sort of came in at a at a very good time as well if we were to so this sort of service is very much a premium before COVID-19. So having a very nice video of your place is a premium. And those who usually do houses, uh, do those sort of houses are generally nice houses, right? Because those are the people who can pay for that kind of premium yeah. service. Yeah. But since COVID-19, um, open houses are clo- uh, don't happen anymore, which means the only way to showcase your house is through video. Which means there's a sudden demand for these sort of for this kind of service at the non-premium rates. Mm. So, mm. Um, so the, I think there certainly is more of a market for you now than say six months ago when open houses are still the norm and nobody wants to watch a video just to see. They want to see for themselves. I, I'm, right? I'm I'm late to the game. I need to to hustle, hustle, bro. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, yeah. better better late than never. <laughs> Anyways, dude. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm actually like, I'm. I'm blown away at the moment. That's that's good, man. Like, it's it's good to have somebody that's uh that that is in the game and that knows the game and is happy to help you out. I don't like. I feel so grateful, given the fact that he's being so open about everything. Him and uh, like, I was just sitting on on. I, I went to their house today, uh, and he was telling me all the creative side of things, and also Raquel, his girlfriend, was showing me the um sorry man it's okay so she was showing me all the accountant side of things like how how she invoices them and whatnot so she deals with that side of things so it's it's it really reminds me of what abby and i do in on our little business because she's she does most of the accountant and also administrative stuff uh for the company sounds like a very exciting time it always is man in this game once you find something it just it just goes so we're just rolling into the episode or what are we doing? I guess we are. <laughs> oh, okay. so, uh, I'll, I'll find a way to, to, to start this. Uh, Let's do like a generic podcast. intro or something. And then we'll just. Um, By the way, guys, this is the Escape Bro podcast and my name is Fung. And I'm Ron. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's funny because um, mentorship was the topic of this, uh, of this uh, episode. And we just, I think organically just got into this, this topic because, you know, we were trying to uh, talk about what um, you were up to today. Yeah. Um, 
it's just I think it's important to have a little bit bit of fun like that sometimes, right? Mm. So what um what did you learn specifically today aside from just professional um stuff? Anything to do with uh mindset how to deal with certain things uh, approach customers like how how would you approach customers in terms of your pricing because obviously in this field you're charging thousands and thousands of dollars for a product a unfinished product right so usually if you think about the retail space or any if you think about like buying a car for example yeah you're paying a thousand thousands of dollars but the product is in, fr- is in front of you whereas in video making you only have samples of a previous work, so you have a sort of an idea of what's going to happen, but you don't know what the, the final product uh, kind of is. So one thing I actually learned from uh, him, David, my current mentor, I suppose, is to end to 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 come in, come into a quote, right, or a discussion for potential work with not bravado but confidence. So. He says, and I quote, you can't just come up to someone and like, hey, by the way, this is going to cost um, a thousand bucks. Of course. No. Yeah. Right. So you just have to come in with a value. Be like, hey, this is what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to have a drone shot. I'm going to have like a, a stabilized gimbal going in, in into the property. And also I'm going to have, uh, have some color grading going on for the video. Right. So you're going to have a, also a turnaround of 48 hours. Okay. So, and then- this is going to cost about $1,500, but I'm happy to do it for 12. So you, you kind of see the difference in terms of mindset. I probably wouldn't say that last bit, hmm. about $1,500, but I'll do it for 12. Well, if, if, well, you have to read the customers, of course. You yeah. have to see well, what I mean, I'll probably end at 1500 yeah. and then be like, you know, but, you know, we can talk about, you know, what exactly you need and, you know, the price can go up and down based on that. Yeah, man. Dealing with them. Um, uh, so I have dealt with uh, creative people in the past for, you know, in, in my professional life, and it's always it's always interesting when I deal with someone who is very much a professional mm-hmm. and also creative. Okay. So when every time we have to we had to do a job to create some sort of a publication, we go out to um, a, a what do you call it? like a provider, like a a provider that we normally go to. Give them a quote of on what we want. Uh, well, so we we give them like a in like a what do you call it like a like an idea of what we want. Mm. We send it to them, and then they send back a quote. Yep, yep. And the quote's always really high. And I was like, "Wow, how does how does this person um how how does this person have the confidence to charge this much money?" For the work that they for 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 what they deliver, mm. and I'm not saying that it's a, it's a it's bad work or anything. It's it's usually really good work, but it's it's more just like the um it's more just the the confidence that they come with. Say this is this is what I'm going to do for you based on what you told me. Um, you know, this is a list of things I'll do for you. This, you know, the the amount of um uh you know, there's a little bit of rework here and there if if required. That's that's sort of um, priced into the um into the quote. And this is the this is the quote, right? And then from there on, we can sort of discuss. Oh, you know, I think here we probably don't need this, so we can sort of bring bring down a little bit. Uh, this area here, I think we need a little bit of extra work, a little bit of extra time, a little bit of extra effort. So that might cost a little bit more. So there's that's where the negotiation comes in. And but every time I've spoken to them, it's always like I've always only spoken to the head guy, and he's always been very much. Um, understanding of what his value is 
of what he is going to deliver, what his quality is. And there's no, there's really no, you're not really, you're not really um, trying to price him down more. Uh, You're more just trying to um, find the right set of uh, requirements and then he'll price that for you. Mm-mm. Well, obviously he would have to know his personal skills and how much he's learned being in this in his particular field for yep. X amount of time. Yep. Uh, so if you're if you're someone who's who's been a graphics designer for like five, ten years, then obviously you 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 have to come across many different types of clients and spot a certain pattern of what people usually want. Yeah. And given that amount of knowledge, you kind of have a, an idea of how 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 much time you'd need to put into it, like a, a certain piece of work. Uh, and thinking about myself in this particular f- new field that I'm, I'm finding myself in, I'm at the beginning end of, of this whole venture, right? Yeah. Cause this is, these are skills. Uh, you've mentioned before that, yeah, I have some skills in this, but these are skills I've just learned. I've, I'm constantly learning about it. And as I go, as I move forward, yeah, I was worth probably 70 uh, to $200 two months ago because my set, my, my skills were at that level. But now I think well, having uh, discovered everything that I've discovered and I know I, I'm, I'm worth much more. Yeah. And I also, also think that when you first started, you don't really know what you're worth because no. you don't have anything to prove you're worth yeah. anything. Right. Yeah. But now that you've done some work, you have mm. some proof to say, Hey, I can do this. I can do what somebody's getting paid three times what you're getting paid um, does. So you should be getting paid similar amount. Mm. So now you can, you know, with your, portfolio you can confidently say hey i am worth this much and if you want this work that's this mm. this number on this piece of paper is how much it's going to cost yeah and i think i think also just the fact that you've done this work now for however long and you've done this many jobs it gives you some confidence that you can do it right it's not yeah. just oh you know i think i can do it you know i'll work it out it's like you have confidence that you can do it now when, when i look at a video um given the fact that i've been editing for about three, four months now. Yeah. When I look at a video, I can confidently, confidently say that, hey, I can do that. No, I can't do that. How the fuck did he do that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I guess that, that's yeah. where you know yeah. the, the levels to the game, right? Yeah. And you're starting off, but at least you know this basic set of um, skills and knowing this basic set of skills means you should be worth at least this much rather than what you're worth now, what you've priced yourself anyway. How does it make you feel? seeing this happening in real time, sort of like, hey, I didn't know shit about this industry. And knowing that you you also can have the potential to jump into an industry and figure it all out uh, as you move along. And given also the time frame, because it doesn't take years and years to be able to learn something. It takes years and years to 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 to, to refine a particular particular skill, skill set. But in my uh, personal opinion, learning a skill takes a couple of months. I think learning the basics, maybe a couple of months. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To get good. Well, I guess it depends what it is, mm-hmm. right? Um, how, how does it make me feel? Uh, for me personally, I, I'm, I'm, it does open, opens up my mind a little bit on mm. other things I could possibly do. Mm. Um, but certainly I think when I think about where, where you were and where you are now, it's, um, it's, it's very positive that you've been able to, um, you know, move on from something that you weren't super happy with and you're just getting money and now yeah. you're doing something you will enjoy and the skills, the skill set and the money will naturally come. Roll in. 
Yeah, don't not come just rolling. Just I, have rolling. To, I, I have to buy a rake for it. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> have you seen yeah. that uh, movie um, with uh, what's his face? Tom Cruise. Okay, it's a good movie. Like he's, uh, he got, he gets so rich because he, the CIA gives him like a, a oh, job. Or um, yeah, yeah, I, I know that movie. He's like a drug runner, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I, I love how they depicted how he just so cashed up that he has to bury it in his backyard, stuff it into different <laughs> nooks and crannies of his house. That would be the life. That would. I don't know about that though. I mean, I wouldn't want to be a drug runner, but I mean, <laughs> hiding money would be cool. <laughs> hiding money would be cool. Imagine that. Yeah. Um, mentors. Yeah, that so. is the the main o- overarching topic of the day today. What? Uh, how do you find a mentor, Ron? And have you ever had someone in mind to ask questions who are who also are willing to just impart their knowledge up, uh, onto you? I, I've I've never had a mentor before, um, but the concept of a mentor was always that ne- was never really enticing to me. Because I never understood their role or their what what they did mm. or their value, but I think in the last few years, I having spoken to to people outside of sort of my um, my manager or my the the guy above him, like those kind of immediate work people, I understand what um, I understand now what the value of a mentor is to someone's professional life. In terms of they will, they, 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 don't, they don't care how you go in, you know, from your day-to-day um, professional life. That's not really their, that's not really their focus. Their focus is to help you grow as a person and also from a uh, professional level, but, um, but overall, not just on the little tasks. So when you talk about, when you talk about a, a manager, they look at your, how you're doing. They look at what you've been doing, you know, how, how, um, you know, how you're progressing sort of very, very, um, detailed kind of, uh, that, that's what they do. They're, they're a manager. But when, that, when I think about a, a mentor, they're very, very high level. They don't care about the little things that you achieve, the, this or that. They're looking at how you are progressing professionally. As a person. As a person. They want you to be able to progress to the next, to the next level. And for them, it's not about the, the, the little things it's it's all about what are you doing to sort of challenge yourself to 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 gain the skill set to get to the next level that's what they want to see Mm-mm-mm. now i i think this is not talked about too often uh, regarding mentors but i think when you think about a mentor you don't just go willy nilly ask everybody in your uh, in your social circle or your professional circle to for somebody to be your mentor no it's right. it's very important who you ask um and also in what sort of mind state you are when in respect to finding that that particular person to uh to to talk to to ask to be your mentor right absolutely so yeah yeah so so go on mm, man you interrupted me <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> i'm thinking about that uh no so my point actually is is i i think when you approach somebody to to become your your mentor it doesn't it's not something that's artificial it's not something that you just come up and it's like hey can you be my mentor no it's something that happens organically in my my limited knowledge right uh, I've, i find it surprising because 
David, whom I sort of started hanging out, hanging out with uh, ever since I started like uh, video video making. It just happened in the sense that I've, I was in, in, interested in something. I opened myself up to the, this kind of knowledge and also to learn different skill set and different mindset in this particular field, which kind of led me to meet this person, right? So, yeah. I talked about, I mean, I talked about mentors before to other people like uh, uh, that, not not on the podcast, but I never really understood how someone can just come up to another person and say, like, hey, can, can I learn your skill set? It, it, it doesn't happen like that. No, no. So, so when, when I think about finding a mentor, mm. it has to be, it has to be a two way street, right? Mm. They have to have, they have to be somebody that um, will, will provide value that, that, that would, um, they will challenge you to get better, to improve. But at the same time, you can't be going into that mentor relationship thinking, okay, this guy has the answers. He's going to tell me what the answers are, and I'm going to, and I'm going to just um, do what he te- what he tells me to do. Yeah, that's that's yeah. not that's not organic. So when you do go into a mentor mentee relationship, is that a word? Mentee? mentee. I think I think that's the the person getting mentored. Your disciple. Is a mentee. Disciple. <laughs> that's right. So. You know, just based on what I've read and what I understand, um, the mentee has to be somebody that is willing to take on challenges that that's been um, passed on by the mentor. Mm. And so, in, in many ways, I wasn't open to having a mentor or meet people in the same field that I want to be in, right? Because for the past couple of years, I was doing other things that was not aligned with what who I want to be or what I wanted to do, whether it be the farm. Whether it be the market game, whether it be uh, I don't know, wherever else, like IT. I mean, I'm, I was good at it, but it wasn't something that I enjoyed. So what I mean by I wasn't open to it, I was always, I was never giving myself the permission to go and explore. And, and I think at the same time as well, a lot of people don't like the idea of a mentor because they don't want to be told what to do more than they have to. Because have, finding a mentor is almost like you're, you know, you're actively finding somebody else to challenge you into um put you in sort of difficult situations mm, and most mm. people don't want that and a lot of times there are natural mentors that that the person don't even recognize they're a mentor because they don't want to um they, they don't want to recognize that hey there's somebody else that's going to tell me what to do mm-hmm. right so in a way um you know your, your your dad during the market game he's kind of a, he was kind of a mentor to you you know he he sort of um Pass on knowledge, try to push you along, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it wasn't a passion. So to you, he wasn't a mentor. He was just somebody who was just trying to push you along that that path. But he now, sees he sees the good in the in the game that he was in, and he wanted me to be to to succeed as well. Absolutely, and, and it's it's just very hard to succeed in the field that you're not passionate in, kind of thing. It's just so hard to climb a ladder. A ladder to a destination that you don't want to, and, be. and that's yeah, why yeah. you wouldn't want to find a mentor for that mm. field. Yeah, that's right. You know, but now that you've found something that you're passionate about, um, finding a mentor, especially if you want to um, almost fast track your development and your progress in this field, I think it makes a lot of sense, and I think it's almost um, vital. So, yeah, I mean, I I, I think um, have you actually like formally asked David to be your mentor, or is he just more? In your head right I, now. I mention it in passing. Okay. It, the funny thing is like, um, I've actually mentioned it's like, hey man, like I'm learning so much from you and actually shot the question today saying, hey, do you mind if I 
just flick you a text every now every so often just ask you a question he goes man fine that's 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 no problems by me his answer was like hey me and you in my house right now i invited you here so i can actually impart my knowledge upon you so i'm like cool yeah so i think there's i don't, I don't know that that's the thing i'm still afraid to 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 ask give the like give the ask yeah you know what i mean so what, you you mean ask those questions or ask him to be a yeah. mentor yeah ask him to be a mentor yeah that's yeah. right um I guess, you know, maybe you don't want to make it a, a thing. Like maybe it's just, it's working now. You're learning a lot. You don't need the label of a mentor mentee. And that's an important thing that you just mentioned, like the whole label of a mentor. Like I, I, I find that um, given my, my, my current experience about it, I find that that's, that might be just a label. I mean, who's to say that you're also not my, uh, my mentor? Right, because I've I've definitely learned a couple of things since we started uh, doing this together, right? And you're the person that come I come to when I have like uh, issues professionally. So who's to say that you're also not my mentor? So so there's different I guess there's different types of mentor mentee relationships, right? Mm. There's the professional corporate ones, which I, I sort of think of. Yeah, but then there's there's others which are not necessarily um, providing the same exact um, guidance. Because they're in different field or different level, whatever reason. So, the fact that the um, so the relationship that you have with David right now um, doesn't exactly mirror what I had in mind as a mentor. It doesn't mean that he's mm. not already a mentor to you, mm. and he doesn't become a mentor. You know, like the fact that you haven't asked him doesn't mean he's not already mentor to you. Yeah. I mean, like I did have to go and, and, and do some research on the subject because I was like, is this a mentor? Is this, is this how you come across someone who, who's got more knowledge than you that you also want to mirror uh, and you want to learn from them? Is this not how you come across to a mentor? So, yeah, but you know, like, like I said, like a lot of times yeah. people don't recognize that they already have a mentor. They just, they, they just, you know, realize that, hey, this guy's been helping me out the whole time and maybe Man, he I, has been a mentor. Yeah, I, I read a lot of books uh, and also listen to a lot of uh, podcasts in regards to that. It's like, hey, people will say, it's like, do you want to do something that you love? Go find a mentor. It's like a lot of the questions are, uh, that they, 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 they put out there makes me wonder. It's like, how the hell do you find a mentor in the first place? That's, that was the question before that. And um, uh, how do I put it? So after I did a couple of my research, I came up with a couple of lists of how I think, in my, in my personal opinion, how I think people should go about finding a mentor in the particular field that they want to, uh, to come in. So do you want to listen to my list? Before that, just, just to be clear, I think when you asked me what I thought what a mentor was, that was sort of my uh, regurgitation of what I read a mentor is and what oh, okay. they, how yep. they did. Yep, yep. Um, but, you know, like, like I said, I, I don't think that it has to be a very strict. Well, nothing is at the end of the day, right? And we're finding out as we move along in this podcast as well, it's just like, and I say this quite often, is live in a damn gray area. Because if you look at things black or white, it, it's never really the, the, the concrete answer, so to speak. So, yeah. This is obviously this is this is my per, uh, personal opinions and also like uh, th there are opinions that I derived from them myself. Okay, so the first thing I, I got in mind was like to provide value, and this is pretty important. It doesn't matter who it is or what industry that you might want to be in, but if you want to be somewhere and learn about that uh, field, you just have to provide value, no matter what it is. 
Okay. So for example, my, in my particular situation, I wanted to learn videography. So how did I do that? I found myself a job in, in the camera industry. I put myself out there to go work in that particular industry so I can meet people who are in the industry. So I can also provide that knowledge back to them in terms of like camera gear. Okay. So that's, that's was how I was able to provide any sort of value that I could. And once you step foot in that particular industry, you need to start learning. And we're lucky in this day and age where you can find a lot of material online, whether, whether it be blogs, YouTubes, Skillshare, um, not a, not an ad, by the way, you to me, I actually do pay for courses on these apps as well, just to, so, so I can learn, um, different skills regarding to the field I wanted to, wanted to get in and using, using that, the knowledge that you, um, you, 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 you learn from all these different channels, you start developing, um, you start developing, de- developing skills that people might take notice of. Right. And we're using those, those, um, what was I saying? Remind. <laughs> Shit. So you're talking about the, the, the skills that yeah. you learn through these, um, yeah. So courses. as soon as, yeah, as soon as someone, um, someone takes notice of you, you also, you, you basically know that you're heading the right way. Right, because you can use those skills and provide that similar value back to the to the, the, the industry or the people that you you you've taken knowledge from. Um, I don't think you're incorrect in that you it would be good for you to provide value back to your mentor. Um, but at the same time, I don't think it's a absolute necessity that you have to either. Um, I think in a lot of um, sort of mentor mentee relationships, the mentor just wants to see you develop what they get out of it is not necessarily what you provide them but more of a i'm, I'm not I'm, I'm not saying that uh, as a mentor you should be expecting anything from the people that you impart knowledge on right it's it's more like as someone who's um you know as, as someone who's actually gaining the knowledge from these particular people you should be actively looking to see if you can provide them value regardless sure and the next thing i'm actually like grateful for right to in, in this similar uh, topic and re- regarding finding mentors is to find a community. Now I found a community because you, you uh, introduced me to it. It's the BJJ community. Right. Oh, right. Right. So because you've taken me to learn Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, one thing I've, I've found with that community, there's a lot of people who's their own, who are their own bosses tend to gravitate to this art form, this martial art. And you, we started seeing that in our old gym and now moving to Gracie Paramount, our new gym, like it's, it's ubiquitous. Hmm. It's everywhere. So to be able to, to, um, to network with all these people, it's highly valuable. And also there's a high chance that you can get, you can gain a mentor from that, uh, uh, from that community. Now I certainly see our coach, George as a mentor, because I talk to him every single week now regarding business, regarding mindset, like to, regarding how he started his business and how he started his gym as well. So I can take that knowledge and, and use it on my own business. Right. I think specifically about uh, jiu-jitsu as well. I think, um, I think it's just the, the fact that it's such a, um, the type of people that, that do it and that train in it, it it's, it's so diverse. So, you know, we've, we've met, we've met architects, we've met, um, construction people. We've met people in the corporate world, mm-hmm. people who own their own business, yeah. just everywhere. It's, it's not like, you know, when I think about golf, 
I feel like there's a lot of a lot of corporate people, a lot of people in, you know, who make good money, that kind of thing. But when I think of jujitsu, I think it's like a pretty wide net of people that that does it. Golf is such a weird sport. I feel like eventually I'll get into it somehow. Really? It looks like there's a lot of uh, skills. I think it's not like the fun of it. I mean, what what's it, my, my sorry guys, but like, what's so fun about putting a ball in a hole, a tiny one? Well, it's a challenge. Well, yeah, but I think where the fun actually is is a, is a, is the networking that you can gain from that sport because a lot of from high a, yeah, golf yeah a lot of high level people seems to seem to like that sport. <laughs> well, there's a lot of walking and a lot of a lot of standing around. So what you can do is talk, right? I mean, if if any listeners out there know what the fun is with golf, please tell me. I, I still don't <laughs> freaking get it. I mean, I, I I've slowly started to understand why it's why it's fun. Mm. Um, I, I've never played golf before, but just understanding the sport and understanding the challenge. Oh, yeah, I kind of see why it's interesting. Is there a Netflix documentary about golf? Because uh, uh, you know how we started like getting to F1 because of that documentary? Yeah, well, I, I was, I think recently uh, I was watching the uh, the Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls documentary. What's that? The the, the basketball documentary oh, yeah, 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 yeah. about the Bulls. Mm-hmm. And um, Michael Jordan, he's a huge, he's really, really into golf. Mm. And I think that's, I think one of the really? reasons, yeah, he's, he's really into it. Like, like he would, he would play it between games, and like I think, I think the reason why it's, um, it's so enticing to him is because it's such a challenge. It's difficult. Like, there's very few, very, very, very good golfers. Maybe you, you and I should go to the golf range one day just to see what it's all about. I mean, I think, yeah. Have you been to a driving range before? Uh, maybe once, yeah, or twice. I think I've, I've been once or twice as well, and just, just hitting it hard and hitting it straight where you want to get that that's hard in itself and to try and get into a hole that's even harder so it's like that that challenge which is i think interesting i, I think we're going a little bit off topic here <laughs> talking about yeah, it's, it's, in, it's interesting anyway it is but, interesting. Like, yeah. but we're talking about communities so i yes. think that it's it's still relevant to the topic right now and but- at golf as well i'm sure you can find a mentor there as well if you're in the right mm. group of people mm-hmm. not not golf mentoring but like outside of golf but you can find a mentor there yeah yeah so basically find a community that you want to get to know and also community that also are in the same industry that you want to get into, I'm pretty sure there's a high chance that you might meet some people there. I mean, for us anyways, for me, since we started at Gracie Paramount, I met uh, George who owns, obviously owns the, the gym and Jason as well, who's the, who's the owner as well. But he also uh, like owns a cleaning business and he's hustling hard. He's doing pretty well for himself. And the, the the interesting thing about Jason, I'm not going to devote too much because he's also a guest that we got uh, mm-hmm. in the pipeline right now, and That's I cannot right. I cannot wait to have him on, on the podcast. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll have him soon, and you, you're going to see that his the, his level of mindset that I really enjoy and respect. Um, now this is <laughs> this is a funny one: social media and and physical networking group. Now you and I are introverts, right? You and I are more listeners than uh, active speakers, right? So these these sort of uh, these sort of groups, uh, where, whether it be Facebook groups or like you know uh, those social media as not you know, the, those those um, physical network networking groups that you can find on say meetup.com, right? It's it's it, it provides you with a really interesting sort of situation that you can put yourself into and be the fly on the wall and just listening to their conversation, right? And I think that's why sites like Reddit are so popular. Because a lot of people would would just go through the forum, just read and read and read and learn as much as they can without ever contrib- contributing to the thread. 
you know? So yeah, just, just be a creeper. <laughs> learn just, be, just be a fly on the wall. Just be that fly on the wall, learn as much as you can. And then one day, hopefully if you do enjoy the industry that much and you want to contribute back, it's uh it's a good way to, to, to find new people and uh, sorry, uh, get, get to know a lot of people who are in their own field. And then you probably, uh, once you know those people, you can probably come up to us like, Hey, I'm in your group as well. Can you be my mentor? Yeah. I, th- I think in a way as well, those, uh, I always thought that those meetup networking events were a bit of a joke, but to be honest, I have, I have. Why? Why? Because I th- I th- you're not the only one that think like that because uh, I'm sure a lot of people do think that networking groups are usually boring. It, it is very boring. And um, I think it, it just turns me off because I'll have to sort of almost retell Introduce my yourself wrong. every time, like, <laughs> like 20 times. And most of it's just going to be like, oh, okay, but just, just small talk. And then, you know, you go off to somebody else. It's, it's almost like it, most of it is, is a waste of time. Um, occasionally there are some, there are some professional um, connections that you do make. Yeah. Um, I have not um, reconnected with those professional connections I have in my LinkedIn network, but who knows? Mm. I think it's important, like with those kind of situations, as well, is, is to make an impact. Yeah, you can be the fly on the wall listening, but like as soon as you want to uh, actively pursue the field that you want to be in, it's it's important to to make some sort of uh, uh, entrance, so to speak. I I agree. And when I think when you're looking for a um, a mentor, I think it's very very important that for one that you're you're open to having a mentor and the concept of somebody who will challenge you. And I think the other thing as well is that um, a lot of people do want to impart knowledge. Mm. A lot of people do want to um, help other people. They might not necessarily see themselves as a mentor, as a, um, as the label, a mentor, but a lot of what they are happy to do, like, give you a little bit of advice here and there or helping out with a little bit of, um, you know, whatever you're working on. That's, that's, that's kind of, uh, what a, a mentor does. So I don't necessarily think that's, um, that you have to, um, you, you know, like you, you, you could be a mentor to somebody right now, somebody starting off. I'd love to be. Anyone want to start a podcast? I'll help you. <laughs> and, and, and in a way, I think when you help somebody, you sort of learn, um, how you could how you could teach better next time, and in a way that might even help you, you know, fix your or or, or improve your photography in a mm, way. Mm. Um, yeah. So you know, mentorship or teaching, I think those are very good ways to improve on your own skill set. Even though you're not learning from um, someone who's at a high level, the fact that you're teaching, you're being a mentor, I think that has a lot of value to you as well. And I think that's why a lot of people are happy to help because they, they, I think in a way they, they, they get something from it and seeing you succeed, seeing their mentee succeed. I think that's sort of a, sort of an accomplishment for them as well. I want to Google the word mentee. Is that, is that, with, is that something? Now, now, now I'm thinking the word manatee. manatee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, I think for, for the listeners. Oh, oh, look at that. It is a real word. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I didn't make it up on the spot. I do apologize. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think, you know, for, for our listeners as well, um, don't be afraid to, to ask someone to be your mentor. 
or don't be don't, or if you don't want to do that, just don't be afraid to even ask for for help or advice. Most people are happy to give up a little bit of time to give you advice. You keep asking, and they they you know they continue to be happy to provide you advice, and that's that's sort of a mentor mentee relationship. Yeah, and but at the same time, you do have to be in the right mindset to to be asking for someone to be giving you advice. That, that's important. That's very important. That point there, you got. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think I'm gonna end this with uh, this little thing that I thought of. We stand on shoulders of giants. Sometimes giants feel lonely, so it's better to help others to join your ranks. It's more fun that way. So yeah, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. My name is Fung. This is Ron. You've been listening to the Escape Road Podcast. Now, guys, by the way, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, please, or any other podcast platforms that you might listen our uh, listen to our podcast um, at, right? So it will help us out a lot to figure out which content to bring to you guys and also, uh, you know, make our life a lot easier to find out uh, what we need to research on for the next week's topic. Yeah, I mean, we, we have a bunch of uh, social media accounts, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, our, our website as well. Um, leave us a comment there. Let us know, you know, what, what you want us to talk about. Um, and if you want to support us as well, we also always have our Amazon link on our website and um, Patreon. If you want to support us with a small monthly donation, send it our way. We will be sure to do something productive with it. All right, guys. Thanks very much for listening. Have a good night. Bye. See ya.